his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Prize-winning reporter Seymour Hersh sent shockwaves around the world yesterday, reporting that for the first time since World War II, America committed an act of war on Germany and Russia, only the world's foremost nuclear-armed country, aside from us. It was the kind of absolute abject madness that the left warned would come from Donald Trump. By God, he'd start World War III. Looks like Biden may have already done it. Hirsch, who won the Pulitzer for breaking the story of the Miley massacre, the bombing of Cambodia, the assassinations by the CIA, virtually every major story about our intel complex, the Abu Ghraib abuses about the CIA, about our intelligence agencies has come from Seymour Hirsch. He operates on Substack now because he's fallen out of favor with the rest of the mainstream media because his standards for reporting on the intel agencies haven't changed one iota since the 1970s. They, on the other hand, fawn over them, repeat their lies, ask no questions. Seymour Hirsch refuses to do that. He's still breaking the kind of stories he has. And this one may be the biggest of all. I encourage you to read it. The detail is stunning right down to the kind of explosives we used, where we placed them, how we got them to blend in with the background noise so they could be detonated months after placement by the Navy. Coming up, I'll explain the mind-bending reason we did it. But first, Seymour Hirsch isn't the only one leveling accusations at the U.S. over the blowing up the Nord this week. The Germans are on to us, all but accusing us of lying earlier this week when they published the results of their extensive forensic examination of the bombing. Russia didn't do it, they said. That's their way of saying the U.S. is lying. Because within hours of the blow-up, our intel agencies were telling anyone who would listen that it was Russia. Stunning that it's taken Germany this long to figure out the Russians didn't do it. Why? Because we did it. And the Germans damn well know it. Let me stop here to explain something to you about the Nord Stream 1 and the Nord Stream 2. Why this was not just an attack on Russia, a country that hasn't done anything to us at all. No, this was just as much of an attack on Germany and Finland. Why? Because most people think the Nord Stream is a Russian gas pipeline. They're wrong. The German people, the German taxpayers, paid billions to build it. The taxpayers of Finland, hundreds of millions. Gazprom? only owns 51% of it, and the Russian government only owns half of Gazprom. This was an absolute bald-faced attack on Europe 
as well as an attack totally unprovoked on Russia. You've got to understand what's going on here. There's actually physically four pipelines. Two of them are called Nord 1 and the other two are called Nord 2. We blew up three of the four. One of the Nord 1 pipelines and both of the Nord 2 pipelines. The Nord 2 pipelines were ready to go to deliver what would have been 50% of Germany's natural gas. The Nord 1 pipelines, they'd been operating, delivering the gas that Germany needs to run its highly mechanized society, its factories, to heat its home. Nord 1, both of those, had been running since 2011. In other words, when we took out half the Nord 1 along with the Nord 2, this was an absolute attack on critical German infrastructure. It was a savage assault on a U.S. ally behind its back in secret. And Germany knows it, as I said earlier. Now, remember those articles back in August about Germans stocking up on firewood, scouring the forests? How firewood was suddenly in such high demand in Germany that Germans could barely afford it? We did that. We blew up one of the two critical natural gas pipelines. One of the two Nord 1 pipelines. Because remember, the gas wasn't flowing through Nord 2 yet. The Russians were about to turn it on. We blew up one of the two critical Nord 1 pipelines. By October, thanks to our terror attack, even the AP was referring to it as, quote, Germany's energy crisis and Europe's energy crisis. Now, some of that obviously is self-created with the green policies and all that. Don't misunderstand. But we dealt them a brutal blow. It's nothing but an act of war. And now they know. There is no way Russia would blow up that pipeline. Why? Because the existing two pipelines already provided 45% of its budget for the year. There's no way Russia would blow it up. In addition, scuttling it, blowing it up, would permanently take away a bargaining chip that Russia was using to maintain its war in Ukraine. The existing gas, it already sold cheaply to Germany, which Germany would then turn around and sell the excess of at higher prices to other countries. It was a win-win for both countries, and they had a right to do it. We had no right to interfere. Anyway, here's Tucker Carlson. At the time, we blew up the Nord, explaining the stakes. What would be the effect of this? Every action has a reaction, equal and opposite. Blow up the Nord Stream pipelines? Okay, we've entered a new phase. One in which the United States is directly at war with the largest nuclear power in the world. Doesn't mean it'll go nuclear immediately, but it does suggest there could be consequences. If we actually blew up the Nord Stream pipelines, why wouldn't Russia sever undersea internet cables? What would happen if they did that? What would happen if banks in London couldn't communicate with banks in New York? Just that one piece of it, leaving aside its potential effects on our power grid. But let's just say the banks couldn't communicate with each other for one day. What would the economic effect of that be? Oh, we would cascade downward into your house. We could have an actual collapse. We could wind up very quickly in third world conditions. Those are the stakes. Have the people behind this, the geniuses like Toria Newland, considered the effects? Maybe they have. Maybe that was the point. Why would we do this? Simple. The same reason anybody does anything. Money and power. It's nothing to do with Ukraine. Our government doesn't really care about those people. We're just using them. All you've got to do to understand why we did it 
And this, folks, was more of a strike, an act of war against Germany, believe it or not, than it was against Russia. All you've got to do is look at what was going on in Germany before we blew up the Nord. Led by a handful of industrial titans, basically their version of Bill Gates and Elon Musk, the German people had been persuaded that they needed to buy the gas from Russia. Their energy prices had spiked through the roof thanks to their very lukewarm boycott of Russian gas. Public sentiment had shifted. Majorities in polls wanted to buy the gas from Russia, both the gas in the Nord 1 pipelines and the gas that would soon flow through the completed Nord 2 pipelines. But there was a catch. Russia was demanding they pay in rubles, not dollars. In other words, Russia was demanding Germany exit the SWIFT system. I've explained to you many times that the American economy, and particularly the American dollar, is a Ponzi scheme that Bernie Madoff, Sam Bankman-Fried, only wish they could run. We provide national defense to countries all over the world, and in exchange for not having to have a military while we go bankrupt paying for their national defense, they change their currencies into dollars first before they purchase energy and a lot of times commodities like food in any kind of bulk. It's called the SWIFT system. An entire banking system is built around it. It artificially props up our dollar. By estimates that nobody really knows, somewhere between 25 and 50% of the U.S. dollar's worth is fake, propped up by false demand for the dollars needed to buy energy that nobody actually needs to buy energy. But the desperation in Germany had reached fever pitch. They had followed all the ridiculous green science. Um, and, and if you read about it, you see where Germans were. There was a very real possibility their factories would idle in the fall. And then Russia threw in the final enticements. Perhaps if Germany was willing to buy the gas and rubles, some of it could be purchased in their own currency, propping up theirs instead of ours. What does that mean? It means it would be a blow to the printing press. Every other country in Europe buying energy from Russia and quickly China would want to spend their own currency or the euro. And what would that mean? Oh, we're getting close to the real reason we blew up the Nord. That would mean the end of Congress's printing press. And Congress will kill you if you threaten to pay for energy or to sell it in your own currency. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. To recap what I've explained before here, has our foreign policy ever seemed strange to you? We're just bopping along and then all of a sudden we want to send tens of thousands of troops to some backwater Middle Eastern country you can't even find on a map. We're told it's the most urgent thing that we have to go there and kill the dictator or overthrow the government. What do the leaders of all those tin pot dictatorships have in common? Every single one of them announced that they were going off the petrodollar. In other words, that they were going to use their own currency in buying and selling their own energy. And every one of them ended up dead within three years. The list includes Saddam Hussein, who said that he was tired 
of propping up America. He wanted to sell Iraq's oil for gold. He's dead now. The same mistake was made by Muammar Gaddafi. Gaddafi had actually become a key ally of ours in the war on terror. Relations were great. But then he said that he wanted to go to the gold standard and ditch the dollar. He didn't make it three years either. Remember the Arab Spring? The bloody overthrow of an Egyptian government? Yeah, that was the same government that had begun talking about going off the dollar. Their government was overthrown. The American foreign policy establishment's expert at going on television and acting like our foreign policy is so complicated you couldn't possibly understand it. But I just explained it to you in about a minute and a half. Essentially, our only foreign policy is this. You go off the petrodollar and harm our printing press, Congress's printing press in any way, we kill you, or we overthrow your government. That's why we're so desperate to get into this war in Ukraine. We'll do just about anything to get into World War III with Russia. It's the only card we have. Break the back of the Russian government, bleed it dry through the military, and try to trash Russia to stop the Russian drive to replace the dollar with a basket of currencies from BRICS. But this time, this time we went too far. This time we did something we've never done before. Attack a nuclear-armed country instead of just some tin-pot Middle Eastern dictatorship we could easily roll over. This time, we did something insane. We attacked the critical energy infrastructure paid for by Germany and other European countries. Dear God, do you know what this means? Folks, this is a sign of the absolute, utter, abject desperation of Washington over its finances. We cannot continue to even fund our military if we don't have the printing press. Folks, in a decade, just the interest on our debt will be a trillion dollars a year. That's our military budget. If we can't print, we'll have to choose between default and a military. Germany was on the cusp of saying no more, and we attacked them. Now remember what happened after the Nord blew up. Big press conferences about how the United States of America was going to redirect its natural gas from domestic use to where? Europe. Who cut those deals? The Biden administration, who don't kid yourself, doesn't really care anything about climate change. That's just a cover story for a power grab. The grotesque irony of all of this is that this entire problem was caused by the Democrats' green madness. See, years ago, Europe begged us to sell our natural gas to them. But we had to be green. We put an embargo on our own energy that Paul Ryan finally got lifted during the Obama years um, as a bargaining chip to go along with one of Obama's budgets. It's a long story. Anyway, we did this to ourselves, Europe always wanted to buy natural gas from us. Could have been a pipeline from the U.S. straight across to Europe if we'd wanted a decade, 15 years ago. But we said no, because we were green. And it's cost us dearly. Now remember the first thing Donald Trump did. Remember that great first trip he took overseas? Where did he go? The Soviet, former Soviet satellite states went to Poland. He was greeted like a rock star. France, remember he talked to them? What was that trip about? It was to cut deals to do what? Buy American natural gas. Trump was rushing in a humane, non-warlike, non-terroristic way to cut off the Nord II and save the petrodollar. Oh, and enrich America. He used to say that we, in accruing wealth through selling 
the energy we have more of than anyone else in the world could also project the power and light of freedom into the world. He was right. This is why you saw the Biden administration do the bazaar. Expedite the building and permitting for the natural gas terminals to offshore our natural gas while cutting us off, i.e. our grid, from our own supply. Why? Because there's twin goals here. Keep the printing press to continue to pay for the subjugation of the American people, chiefly through our intelligence agencies, break the back of the middle class through printing, i.e. inflation, and environmental policy while propping up that printing press by shipping that natural gas overseas. Because believe me, they don't believe it. They know climate change isn't real. But the problem is these green policies kept us from being the folks supplying the Germans and Europe with natural gas. Just another one of the ways the Democrats have actually wrecked America. The list is so long, I couldn't cover it here. But the long-term fallout, the reverberations of what we've just done here, both to Russia and to Germany, will be long-lasting. It'll go on for decades. This was an utter act of betrayal to Germany. And believe me, the intel agencies across Europe know damn well who blew up that pipeline. We are becoming an unreliable partner and a terrorist pariah state. One more thought. There was a shocking amount of detail in Seymour Hersh's piece. Again, right down to the kind of explosives used, how they overcame the problem of the background noise in the ocean when detonating it, Uh, even the plane, the exact plane they flew on, which, by the way, uh, was verified by the website Monkey Works. It has kind of a funky name, but um, it tracks flights, including what are supposed to be secret military flights all over the world. That's all it does. But this is a shocking amount of detail from Seymour Hersh. Why is that significant? Because it would tip off, tell, alert, our intel agencies, chiefly the CIA, State Department, and Navy, who planned this as to who the leaker is. The list of people who'd know this high level of detail is very short. These are usually compartmentalized operations, need-to-know basis type thing. What does that tell you? This was leaked from the top. It looks like a deliberate leak to me. Why? Well, it would actually fit the script. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that the deep state's been desperate for a war with Russia. Wants one badly. That checks that box. And the timing of the leak could also have been aimed to propping up Biden. Seymour Hersh's description of Biden here is extremely forgiving. He almost looks like a heroic tough guy. I found myself laughing in parts of the story. There's just no way Biden had the mental process to do the things Seymour Hersh was painting him as having done. This had the look of a story floated to prop up Biden's reputation as a tough guy after the Chinese balloon situation. In other words, it's got the look of a deliberate leak. Keep your eye on it, folks. The thing I fear the most is that the FBI has been telling us for a year now, as if fact with no evidence of any kind that the Russians are going to take down either our internet connection system or our banking system. When the FBI says that to me, I know anything they tell me about Russia is generally a lie. What I hear is the FBI or the CIA is going to take down those systems. This could be the beginning of that. They've said that over and over and over again with 
no proof. It's exactly the kind of thing they do to get the kind of power back that they had during COVID. You're eyeing on this, folks. I got a feeling about it. with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.